Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Cindy Nebel. Um, I am located in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm a lecturer in the learning, Leadership and Learning in Organizations program at Vanderbilt University. And I am so excited today to be joined by one of my former students. Um, so I am joined today by Catherine Damaris, who's going to talk a little bit today about how some of the stuff that we talked about in our course, she's been able to directly apply to her organization, which is super cool um, and exciting because we're outside the realm of uh, the classroom. And um, we talk a lot about um, the fact that the things that we talk about with the learning scientists can really be applied to any organization because there's always some knowledge that needs to be acquired in pretty much every organization. So I am going to let Catherine uh, introduce herself and then we'll talk about some of those things. So take it away, Catherine. Great. Thank you. So I am the Senior Director of Global Education Solutions at Johnson & Johnson. We're the world's largest healthcare company. And the function that I look after is really focused on bringing the best learning experiences and technologies to not only our, our healthcare professional customers, but also to our internal employees. So our reps and our marketing staff that are interacting with our customers every single day. Yeah, so that's great. So uh, a lot of that is is kind of training. Can you talk a little bit more about you know what exactly it is that folks need to to learn um, as as at Johnson and Johnson? Sure. So I work in the orthopedic division and specifically in joint reconstruction. And our reps, when they come into their new role at at Diffuse Synthes, which is the orthopedic company of Johnson and Johnson. We put them through a really rigorous um, onboarding and training process. And we do that because they are often in the operating room with surgeons and they are expected to be the experts on their product and how that product is used in a surgical procedure. So there's very little wiggle room for uh, not knowing everything you need to know going into that type of clinical setting. And so we have high standards. And our curriculum and our content really reflects that. It's very important to me that when we have a rep in front of a customer, that they are able to answer questions and provide provide any kind of insight to the customer about the most the safest and effect and most effective way to, to use our products. And so what we what we really try to do is structure that content in that curriculum in a way that is, it's not like a cram session. They we really want them to know it. We want them to feel confident and have the answers when when situations get stressful. And so my entire mantra on this is I, you know, I don't, I'm less concerned about what you can look up, what you can ask about, what you can find out later. It's really about what you know on the spot in the situation. And so that's how we transformed our curriculum and our content to help our reps be in that position. Yeah. So Catherine was in my course, gosh, how many semesters ago now? Like three, four three. semesters? Yeah. And, right now. Yeah. So the, the course that I teach as part of that program is psychological perspectives on learning. And so the course itself is a fairly broad overview of 
cognitive psych, really. But we get into a lot of these same strategies that we talk about as part of the learning scientists. So spacing and interleaving and retrieval practice. And as part of that course, the students write a solutions paper where they um, really take a deep dive into one of these strategies and talk about how they can use it to really make a difference at their organization right now to solve some kind of problem. And so Catherine wrote a really interesting paper and then actually did it, um, actually used uh, the solution that she wrote about as um, and, and embedded it as, as part of her job. So um, Catherine, I would love if you would just tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, what that solutions paper was about and then, you know, what that transfer process really looked like going from sort of the conceptual like, hey, I've got this idea that I want to do and then actually making it happen. How, how easy was that process? Yeah, so it was, it was interesting. We had identified a need to create more of a learning journey for our sales reps. So to really move away from the concept of training being an event and transform training to be a continuous learning journey. You are always learning and training. And so what we used to do is bring our reps in-house as many companies across many industries do. It's a very intense kind of drinking through a fire hose type experience with both knowledge and skills and practicums and, and assessments. We still do that, but we've transformed the experience in two key fundamental ways. The first is instead of having that one intense three-week experience, we've now transitioned this out across 12 to 14 weeks. And so in that, what we've done is also interleaved content. So you don't just focus on topic A for two weeks, take an assessment, call it done, move on to topic B, take an assessment, move on, call it done. You get a little bit of topic A, you get a little bit of topic B, you have an assessment, you get a little bit more building on topic A and B, you get an assessment, maybe move on to topic C. And then by week nine, we're also still bringing topic A and B back in. So we are interleaving the content so that reps don't just absorb, cram, and then kind of push it out of their minds um, because that's not the reality of what they're going to need to know and do in the field. So that's been really helpful. We've had some great um, measurements back on Net Promoter Score, which is how we, we really measure whether or not a rep finds the training valuable and whether or not they'd recommend it to a friend. It's just been, it's been good to embed a lot of those concepts through the duration of that program. The second big thing that we've done is introduce a, a technology platform that really looks at engagement and quick hits. And so it's it's also recall. It's So it's interleaving, but it's also recall. So it's on an app. So our reps are often on the road. They do not have desk jobs. They're, they're in their cars. They're in ORs. They're in um, hospitals. And so we wanted an experience where they could go in and do kind of two or three quick questions a day in a really gamified way so that it's engaging. And we've worked in questions from assessments across a whole variety of topics. It could be really fundamental stuff around the anatomy of the knee, but then it could be really um, complex questions around some of our new product launches, maybe sizes of different different offerings in that product launch. Anything really that we, we think that they need to know. And so they go through, they compete against each other. They compete on an individual basis. They compete on a regional basis. We've um, we've incentivized the program when we launched it so that reps would really want to log in and engage and there would be prizes and things. 
What we've seen from that though is is really the the impressive thing. It's a lift in knowledge of um, it's eighty percent to target or eighty percent above target rather. We expected a lift of a knowledge lift of ten points, and we're getting eighteen knowledge point lifts, and that's across our portfolio. It's not just in one area. So it's been really it's been really impressive to see not only the engagement but also the the knowledge lift. Yeah, I think that's great. So so that indicates right not just is this stuff working, which is great. We, I mean, you know, research tells us this stuff works. So we know that it does, but we always have, you know, it, it's just interesting going from kind of the classroom experience and working with students, especially undergraduates, where we have some low motivation sometimes to engage in these, you know, more difficult strategies, right? Because it is a little bit more challenging to do interleaving and retrieval practice. But I love the fact that you also have that net promoter score. So not only do you know, hey, this stuff is helping, which is the point, right? That's the goal. But also people are recognizing that and enjoying that. Um, Have you actually had any, any, you know, conversations with folks? because So you've got like that quantitative data to support that this is working. But um, what do people have to say about it? Like, uh, you know, folks who have been here before and have seen the changes, what do they have to say? Yeah. So last week I was in the field with some customers and with some sales reps to really understand how they're perceiving our education offering, both for their customers, but also for their reps. And then, and the sales leader said, yeah, your your education is world-class. It's best of the best. What he loves is being able to get onto this platform. And he goes on first thing every morning and he answers his three questions. But not only that, he checks the leaderboards to see where he's ranking, how he's stacking up, how his reps are stacking up. Um, and sometimes he kind of gives some people a little kick in the pants to, to get going, either on more engagement or, or uh, you know, hey, you missed a couple questions here. So I, I think anecdotally, we're hearing that, that the, the field is also enjoying it. Yeah, that's great. I, and, you know, that's fun, too, because it, it means that maybe not fun, fun might be the wrong word there, but um, it's great that, that you've got maybe these like mid-level leaders who are getting real-time data about what their employees need, you know, what what additional training, what um, areas they might need to improve on. So you get an opportunity for more sort of that formative assessment, that formative feedback that can happen in real time instead of, you know, waiting to hear about complaints that someone didn't know something on the spot when they needed it. That's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. And then the reps also know, okay, I missed that and I need to know that. So maybe I'm going to go back and look at the content that's that's related to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also introduced the platform around our national sales meeting so that prior to a session, say with a guest surgeon speaking on a specific topic, we had a series of questions and, and content that was available through the app so that um, reps could go in and absorb it. It really also speaks to that micro learning concept where it's it's bite sized, it's chunked, it's made so that it's easily digestible. And I think that helps with engagement, but it also helps with with recall. Yeah, that's so great. So I'm wondering, you know, you've had such great success with this. And I, I imagine, I mean, we're talking right now, so it's it's clearly not a total secret that you're having success with this. But is there a way that that companies can sort of share these great successes? I don't even know how that works because I'm 
so not in that world at all. But um, is there a way that we can can get more of the world on board with doing these things as part of sort of these corporate trainings? Yeah. Um, do you know of stuff like that? Definitely. So there are some really great, so I'm in the life sciences industry. So there are some really great conferences and industry groups that are specific to life science training. Um, L10 is, is one of those. And that's actually where I first saw the company that uh, created this, this app. First met one of their um, kind of learning and development gurus. He has a huge following on, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And he was the one who really kind of sparked my interest in how, how we might uh, go about bringing an experience like this to a company. I switched jobs and companies between seeing him and then coming to Johnson & Johnson. And Johnson & Johnson's already on the case. So they were already leading the charge on, on how we might bring these experiences to our learners. But L10 is a great industry organization that really links up training needs with training technology and training approach. And then there are some other, so the ATD group, which is which is really focused on talent development, but of course, you know, encompasses training. Also another great network. And then there is a, a network called DevLearn. And I think that they are part of the e-learning guild. But they do a great conference every year. And when you leave, your head is spinning with ideas. But it's all about bringing learning and tech together. Um, and it's based on, it's not just learning and gamification and bells and whistles for the sake of it. It's based on brain science. And I could talk about that with my stakeholders at work forever, but they won't let me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really fascinating stuff. So if there are people that are outside of academia, working in industry, wondering, okay, how do I, where do I go to marry up my training needs with research-based, science-based solutions? There are so many resources out there. Again, L10 is for life sciences, but DevLearn is a great it's a great resource that's that spans across all kinds of industries. Gosh, maybe we'll we'll even have you write us a, a guest digest at some point and give <laughs> us a list of these, and, and we'll we'll be able to put them up so that folks can can find those easily. Because um, I just think that this is is really great. As, as I said, you know, obviously our mission is about improving education. But even outside of the classroom, you know, learning is happening everywhere all the time. And so if we can utilize more of the, the learning sciences to improve that, I mean, you're talking about people who are in real time in an operating room. Like we're, we're saving lives here, uh, or at least I'd like to think so. We're, we're, we're saving knees. I'm not sure which. <laughs> <laughs> we're reconstructing knees and hips yeah. and shoulders, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's this is all great. Is there anything else that you'd kind of like to to add or or to mention um, at this point to add, you know to to tell our listeners if they're interested in more information about this or or anything that that you can send them to? Um, I think the e learning guild, the L ten, DevLearn, um, ATD are great resources. LinkedIn Learning has a ton of resources, quick um, videos and snippets around a lot of this content. I think also just don't be afraid to dive into it. Um, if, it and research research the solutions that you're looking at because some are just truly bells and whistles. Gamification for the sake of gamification, not gamification based on brain science and not gamification based on a desire to improve learning. So there's a difference in, in products when you're looking at a desire to engage and a desire to do 
to improve learning and knowledge acquisition and skill mastery. Ideally, you have a mixture of both, but not every solution out there actually goes deep enough to, to provide both. Yeah, it's a really, really good point. Do you have next steps? Are you guys working on anything on anything sort of to, to take this to the next level? Or are we just making sure that everything is working at this point? Both. Yeah, we're, we're always looking to improve um, on the platform and the engagement, the type of questions that we put out there and the learning experiences. And then we've got some really big stuff in the works just to revolutionize learning and development in this space and really transform ourselves from from a med device learning experience to a med tech learning experience. We are well on our way. We have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up. Oh, that is exciting. Maybe we'll have to have a a part two podcast once we know how, how all of that goes. So I think we can go ahead and wrap up for today, but I would just want to say thank you so much for joining today, Catherine, and also just for really being engaged in in the coursework that that I shared with you. Um, as an educator, it there's nothing that means more than than knowing that the work that we do in the classroom really is being utilized and and transforming the world. That's um, really really exciting for me to to know that we've made a difference in some way. So thank you so much uh, for for being here today, and we'll look forward to the next podcast coming up soon. Thank you. This episode is funded by listeners like you. To support our work and gain access to exclusive content, visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash learning scientists.